Chapter Thirteen of the Sunbonnet Babies in Italy. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jennifer Dolman. The Sunbonnet Babies in Italy by Eulalie Osgood Grover. Chapter Thirteen: The City in the Sea. Today brings the great surprise," said the Sunbonnet Babies' father one morning. "You remember I said we should visit a place here in Italy." which you would like even better than sorrento or capri we are going to that place to-day oh where is it exclaimed both little girls how shall we get there what are we going to see you must not ask so many questions it would not be a surprise if i should tell you all about it said their father but we shall take the train this morning and before we go to bed to-night we shall be there all day molly and may were much excited thinking about the wonderful surprise awaiting them their train carried them slowly northward through the lovely italian country straight toward the high mountains must we go over those mountains father or can we go through them may asked eagerly we shall do both answered her father we shall go over a part of them and we shall go through the rest in a moment our train will enter the first tunnel oh oh we are in it now exclaimed molly how dark it is then almost before she knew it they were out in the bright sunshine again creeping along a high bridge above a deep valley in and out of many tunnels they went and across many high bridges from which they had wonderful glimpses of the valleys and rivers below and of the mountains towering high above them is this switzerland father molly asked at last no indeed answered her father we are crossing the alpine mountains which stretched down through italy like the backbone of a fish but we shall soon be leaving the mountains behind us and shall see the canals and rice fields on the other side of them then you may think you are in japan and so they travelled northward seeing many new and interesting sights until just at sunset they came to what their father called the jumping-off place close your eyes for a moment he said i will tell you when to open them so molly and may closed their eyes very tightly until their father said now you may look oh oh where are we our train is running right on the water exclaimed may as she opened her eyes why yes there is water on both sides of us cried molly there is water all around us it looks like the sea oh father is there a bridge under us will our train sink no our train will not sink answered her father laughing there is a real railroad track under us the track is built on strong wooden poster piles which are sunk deep down into the ground under the water how far out in the water will the train go may asked in a voice just a little frightened about two miles answered her father we are going to the city in the sea oh i know now cried molly we are going to venice we are going to venice may that is the wonderful surprise we are almost there i can see some of the houses now a few moments later their train was pulling into a busy covered station and everybody was getting off for no one goes beyond venice by train a porter took their bags and the sunbonnet babies thought he would show them where to find a carriage or a taxi to take them to their hotel but no he led them to a long line of small black boats which were drawn up to the station platform oh father are these boats gondolas asked may excitedly and is this one of the water streets you have told us about yes said her father and this man is going to take us to our hotel in his gondola so jump in 
when they were all seated an old man standing on the platform gave their gondola a push with his long pole and they were off the gondolier stood on the back of his graceful boat and paddled it lightly forward with one long oar out into the sunset glow of the broad canal they slipped quietly the soft colors of the setting sun caught and reflected by the shining water made a picture more beautiful than they had seen in any art gallery in italy they glided around corners and through narrow canals until at last their gondolier stopped his boat close by the marble steps of a handsome stone building this is going to be our home while we stay in venice said the sunbonnet baby's father oh i wish we could stay here always molly said softly and so do i whispered may as the days went by molly and may did not change their minds venice was like a fairyland to them and the hundreds of beautiful pigeons that live about the piazza of st mark were the cunningest of playmates each morning the children hurried to the piazza to help give the doves their breakfast of corn and peas they were as tame as little chickens they would coo and flutter about the sunbonnet babies and eat from their hands as if they had always been friends sometimes an especially brave pigeon would stand on one of the pretty sunbonnets turning his head about very proudly to be sure that everyone was seeing him but the pigeon was no prouder than the little girl under the bonnet who stood very still lest she frighten the pretty thing away there are very few dogs or cats in venice so the pigeons have nothing to fear they are the pets of the whole city and they sleep in the prettiest places near the tops of the buildings there are only four horses in the city too and they are the great bronze horses two thousand years old they have stood above the doorway of the beautiful cathedral of st mark on one side of the piazza more than seven hundred years napoleon carried them off to paris and placed them on top of a fine arch there where they stayed for eighteen years but at last they were returned to venice during the world war these famous horses were taken down again and hidden away in a safe place where bombs and robbers might not touch them now once more they are standing above the beautiful doorway with the pretty pigeons flying lovingly about them there were many other things on the big piazza aside from the doves and the horses which interested the sunbonnet babies there was the strange old clock tower which has been standing there since the time columbus discovered america two big bronze men stand on top of the tower and strike the hours on the great bell with their heavy hammers first one man raises his hammer and strikes the bell and then the other man strikes it until the right hour has been struck from one to twenty-four o'clock which is midnight it seems strange for molly and may to go to bed at nineteen o'clock instead of seven but that is what they did in italy for there the clock faces have twenty-four hours on them instead of twelve there is another tower on the piazza too much taller than the clock tower it is the cathedral bell tower and it stands nearly in front of the beautiful cathedral a few years ago the tower which stood on this spot for a thousand years fell quite suddenly for the bricks with which its walls were made were turning to dust but the venetian people soon built a new tower just like the old one on the same spot and they expected to stand another thousand years molly and may climbed to the top of this tall tower and looked out over the wonderful city surrounded by the beautiful blue water they saw the green trees of the public gardens and the orange and blue sails of the fishing boats coming slowly in loaded with fish caught out in the deeper sea they tried to count the many gondolas moving quietly through the busy canals and they watched the tiny pigeons fluttering about on the piazza below 
around the three sides of the piazza are handsome little shops with broad covered sidewalks in front of them nearly everything that is nice can be bought in these shops from beautiful laces to delicious ice cream the sunbonnet babies often beg to sit by one of the small tables on the covered sidewalk and have some cherry ice cream while the band played in the center of the piazza the piazza of st mark is really a wonderful place it is the open-air reception room for all the venetian people as well as for many strangers who come to visit their city yes and for hundreds of beautiful pigeons too but molly and may love the whole of venice they like to wander along the busy narrow footpaths and see how the people worked and played they found they could walk all over the city on these narrow streets for there are nearly four hundred little footbridges which cross the many canals some of the bridges have steps going up on one side and down on the other the largest and finest bridge is called the rialto bridge it has two rows of small shops on it much like the famous bridge in florence molly and may liked to go shopping on the rialto they always bought a bag of big red cherries for italian cherries are almost better than chocolate creams End of chapter thirteen